Hey sister, welcome back to the Arm to the Heart podcast. I'm so excited that you're here and just want to express first my gratitude for you being here, for listening, for taking the time out of your busy life to be here with me, whether you are listening while you're working out, while you're doing the dishes, while you're driving to or from work, while you are nursing your baby. I don't know what you're doing, but you're probably doing something else while you're doing this. So thank you for inviting me in just to your daily life. And I pray that this blesses you today. So today we're going to chat about how we can start moving out of burnout. So if you're feeling like you're a little bit burnt out in this season of your life, whether it's just being really spread thin, whether it's feeling like you've got so much on your plate, so many different things that are demanded of you, and it's really hard to find the time to take care of yourself amidst all of it. If you feel like you are struggling to either not feel guilt around maybe taking the time to work out or just doing little things even to take care of yourself. If you feel like I've got literally zero time for myself, then this is really going to be for you today. I know for me in my motherhood, there's been many seasons where I have felt very burnt out and whether it's because of a combination of pregnancy and postpartum or military life demands, really busy work schedules of kind of seasons of surging in the advocacy work that I was doing. There's been a lot of times when I've been burnt out and I've learned a lot of this the hard way, unfortunately, but I really want to share it with you today. We're going to go through five tips for shifting out of this place of burnout and shifting out of this place where we feel guilt around taking care of our own needs too and taking care of ourselves. And sometimes I feel like we have this narrative in our mind of taking care of ourselves is selfish. We're going to kind of bust that myth today and just help you work through some of those mindset hurdles as well as just the practical dimensions of like, okay, well, how do we do this when, yes, we have a million things on our plate when we're pulled in a lot of directions, when we've got a lot of people relying on us for a lot of different things and we wear a lot of different hats. So let's help you find more balance and let's help you find more time and presence for the people in your life and for the things that really matter most to you. So you can feel like you're not just like surviving the day-to-day demands, but you're actually thriving. Hey sister, welcome to Arm to the Heart. Do you want to make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time? Are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time, your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting the leftovers of you? Do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood and uniform with so many expectations to perform in your job, stay physically fit, and such little support? Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the Army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures to prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the home the best of my ability, and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted. I felt trapped in the army, like I was losing myself in what mattered most along the way and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. I finally cried out to God to direct my path and he started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. So in this podcast, you're gonna find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips, and mindset transformations so you can find that balance that you long for to be who you're called to be for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. All right, so as we get into this, I first want to start with a story. And just to let you know, like, I've been where you are, but that's the thing. We don't have to stay stuck there. We can recalibrate. And when we have these tools, when we feel like we're falling back into burnout, or if we feel like we're stuck there, 
we can know, oh, okay, well, I don't, I don't have to just live like this. I don't have to live with this. It could be different and I can find more balance. And so this is going to really help you to find that. But I want to share the story of during my last pregnancy, when I was pregnant with my second son, this was early part of the year or maybe spring of 2021. I was pouring my heart out into advocacy work for moms in the army. I was in my first trimester, so I was not really sleeping very well because of insomnia. I don't know how many of you have gotten insomnia during your pregnancies, but I definitely do. I was also feeling exhausted because, you know, first trimester hits you like a ton of bricks, but I was really pushing past this. I was just trying to push through. I was not eating well because my usual veggies that I love to eat, salads, all kinds of things, none of that sat well with my stomach. So I was eating a lot more carbs than usual just to kind of survive that time. And what was happening was I was working night and day, every single free moment of my time outside of taking care of my family. We had my older son at this time. He was about two years old. My husband was for about a month of this time, actually away in the field for a field training exercise. So I was solo parenting for a good portion of it, but I was working night and day, sacrificing my own health, even my time with my family, taking all of my free time all hours of the morning and night, slaving away, working on writing the policy proposal that ended up leading, thankfully, just praise God, it ended up leading to the extension of the height and weight standards from six months postpartum to one year postpartum. And it also ended up leading to the most recent army directive, 2022-06, if you're familiar with it, that essentially goes through all of pregnancy, postpartum, parenthood in the army and made a ton, a ton of positive change for mothers who serve and for families across the board. And that was the fruit of this labor of love that I was working on. And so was it worth it? Yes, but man, it was not sustainable. So I was one of the primary authors of this policy proposal that ended up being brought all the way up to the highest levels of the Pentagon. It was, they had printed it out. It was senior leaders. They were circulating it around everyone's desk. And that's how it got started. And it literally started with this grassroots advocacy effort where we had surveyed a number of women across a few different Facebook communities and in person. We brought to light, these are the primary friction points and issues that we're feeling, they're making women feel like they're forced to choose between their families and their careers or were instances of discrimination on the basis of pregnancy and postpartum. And so my story kind of played into that with discrimination on the basis of pregnancy from my basic officer course. We had, you know, components in there that were related to extension of the postpartum deferment from certain training, certain deployments, and certain military requirements so that you can be home with your baby overnight for the first year postpartum at least. And if you're lactating, having a little bit more support as needed through that. We were advocating for pregnancy loss and better care and support of women who experience miscarriage and protections physically because of both the recovery period as well as the grieving period that comes with that. Postpartum standard of care, we had components related to, like I said, the height and weight standards, educating leaders on these things so that we don't have to feel so alone, like we're figuring it out all on our own. And so some really, really important topics in that policy proposal. What ended up happening was I was just pouring myself out without end for this as one of the primary couple writers who we were like nugging away on this thing. And this was about the, the main surge of it was about two weeks. And I just remember like literally it was barely eating, it was barely sleeping, was not exercising, was barely taking care of my, my family, let alone myself. 
And I just knew this was not sustainable. Yet this felt like a sprint and I knew it was really important and I knew it was a sprint, but I was like, I got to recalibrate after this because I was completely burning myself out and running myself to the ground. I was super active on social media at that time because that's where we were gaining a lot of traction, able to uh, raise awareness to senior leaders. And so it was like constantly on 24 seven. It was just not a good place to be. No boundaries around any of these things. And so I kept realizing, okay, well, I need to not take all of this on my own shoulders. I need to lean on other people more, ask for help, right? I, I need to not take on more than God wants me to take on because the way my husband always puts it for me is he, he's so encouraging and just is like my strength behind everything that I do. So really would not be able to do any of this without him, both his, his physical support, but also his emotional support, you know? And I just remember one time Tim was like, Megan, you're the kind of person that if you see a problem and you see somebody is suffering and you see that nobody's stepping up, like you're going to step up and do it. You're not going to just let it, let it go. And that's the thing. And so I end up taking on so much. And many of you are probably the same. Having spoken with many of you and also coaching all the women that I do. And these things are things that we just do as, as women who are driven to serve and make a difference. If you want to be vessels for the Lord, like this is the way that we operate, right? And so we, we can't just stand by and let these things happen. Yet we end up in such a place of burnout constantly because of it, right? And so it's, it's that tension of how do we navigate this in a way where we're honoring the Lord, but we're also taking care of ourselves in the process and we're not taking it all on our shoulders at every given moment, right? And so I kept, I just know, I kept telling myself in this, I kept telling my husband even, you know, this is it, this light at the end of the tunnel, like, this is the last thing that I'm going to be able to take care of myself. I'm going to be able to like pause and rest and you know all these things. But it was like, I kept killing myself without end. And it was like, what ended up happening was like one after the other, there wasn't breathing room. It was like, I thought there was going to be a lag where I could kind of recover from this, but it just became one thing after another. And I kept feeling like I had to justify the next thing. It was like this policy proposal. And then that gain momentum and traction. And then it was like, okay, now we've got room to do this next step of the policy advocacy work, right? Then it was writing the Athena Thriving 2 article. So if you look up Athena Thriving 2, you'll see pregnancy. We wrote this article that was basically compiling everything, all the best practices for soldiers, for leaders on navigating pregnancy and postpartum. And it's an amazing resource, but like that was the next thing. And so I was spending all hours of night pouring myself out as one of the primary authors of that document. And then it was moving into a white paper to advocate for the P3T program, the Pregnancy and Postpartum PT program, to then, which then led to standing up a working group where we were literally going line by line through all the doctrine. And there's like one thing after another, and this was all on top of my normal job. You know, this was an additional work that I was just volunteering for. In my army job, I was also incredibly burnt out because we were just running ourselves into the ground. Literally at one point in time, my brigade commander kind of pulled us aside and was like, Megan, you guys have to take care of yourself too. You are running on this hamster wheel so fast, but it's a lot of it is self-imposed. We were building a program from the ground up for the very first time ever. And we were doing a lot. We were doing a lot. We were holding ourselves to the standard of like what everybody else was doing and their output and the kind of work that they were doing and the quality of work that they were doing when they had fully functioning stood up programs with a lot more resources and support already. And we were literally starting from scratch and already trying to run at that pace. You know, it was like all these different areas of life where burnout was happening. 
in addition to obviously being in the first trimester of pregnancy. So it was just this perfect storm. I just want you to know if you're experiencing burnout, if you're experiencing those opportunities that are arising to make a difference and you see a problem and you're like, I gotta throw myself at it, I understand. And I also understand if you're the kind of person who's like, I see people struggling, I see people suffering, so I just can't stand by, right? And so with all of that in mind though, how do we prevent burnout? When we are constantly giving of ourselves to our family and to everyone else around us in our work and just in every area of our life, it, whether it's you know service in our community, whether it's, it's making a difference through advocacy work, whether it's serving our church community, you know, or even just trying to survive motherhood and whatever else you're balancing, right? Whether it's military life or another form of work, we have to start to shift to seeing taking care of ourselves as non-negotiable. So while we're pouring ourselves out for everybody else, and while we are obviously currently feeling like we've got to do all these things, we should be doing all these things. We can't let anybody else down, right? You, we've got to recognize that we are also worthy of allowing our fundamental needs to be met too, and that it's not selfish to take care of ourselves, and that we actually have to in order to steward the gifts that God has given us and to steward our temple, like the temple of our body and everything that he's given us, all of our gifts, because we're just a vessel for him, but we can't be a good vessel. We can't be a healthy vessel where he can really work through us well if we aren't taking care of ourselves and we're just constantly burnt out because at the end of the day, we can't give what we don't have and it's just not going to be sustainable and we're going to feel the bleed over impacts in every single area of our life. And so the very first tip that I have for you in light of all of that and kind of sharing that story honestly with you is that first thing we need to do is to recognize, kind of take stock of what are our fundamental needs in this season. And so some things I encourage you that I think are kind of common for, for most of us is prayer, time with the Lord and time in the word. It needs to be a non-negotiable. And so, yes, we've got a million things on our to-do list. Yes, we've got a million people we need to take care of between our families and also everything else that we do and everyone else we answer to in our life, right? Right. But first and foremost, we answer to the Lord and we need to come to him to be filled. And we can't pour into anybody else or anything else well without letting the Lord fill us first and letting him guide us, just resting in the word and in God's truth. And that just helps us have this like filter for the rest of our life. Everything that we look at, we can just kind of put through the lens of God's word and that helps us to discern and to make decisions and just to navigate even the daily battles of life. We have to put on the armor of God first. And that's part of why I have called this ministry arm to the heart, because I think we have to really armor up for, you know, this mission that God has for us. This mission that he has for you is so unique and you are made for such a time as this, this particular moment in history you are made for, and you're also made exactly for you know, who God wants you to be for your family. He's giving you everything that you need, but we have to be open to receiving that. And part of it is literally coming to him and letting him fill us, letting him speak to us and being willing to not just even come into that prayer time with an agenda. I have to check myself sometimes in this. It's not just one of those check the block on the to-do list, you know, items, but really just coming in and, and letting ourselves listen to be still enough to hear the word of God and to hear his voice. And that's, I think a skill set that we can also develop and something that I'm passionate about walking with women in. So that's the first fundamental need that I think all of us need. The second is nutrition. And so how can we live this out in eating healthy? It's, it's also prioritizing meal planning and prep. And so go back to my episodes recently on this, where I really help you simplify that. And I, I give you a system to break that down and a lot of tips and hacks to 
make sure that, you know, you're able to take care of your nutrition, but in much less time, because I know you're so busy. I know you are running around doing so many different things and you're always on the go. And so this is really going to help you to set yourself up for success in that so that this fundamental need of yours is met. The next one is exercise. And I know many of us are very passionate about fitness and it's a big part of our identity. It's a big part of our lifestyle in the military. It's a part of our job. We've got to maintain our fitness, right? And we've got to maintain it through pregnancy. And we also have to come back postpartum and that's a lot of pressure. And most of the time, it just depends on our jobs, I guess. But if we are having that already as like a built-in mandatory requirement in our schedule, it's going to automatically be required of us. It's going to be demanded of us and we can't even control that. But sometimes it's not built in. And sometimes, especially as we progress through our careers, we may be given more autonomy in just being responsible for our own fitness, which is a blessing and also a curse in some ways, because that means it's not built into our schedule, right? We're not required maybe to show up every single day at 6am to start our workout and then run straight to work after and not get home until 6pm. That's many of our lives in the military. But sometimes we're in those jobs where they give us a little bit more of that bandwidth to do it on our own and figure that out. But now it means, okay, well, now I've got to meet all my family's needs. I've got to balance my work schedule, my work demands. And I also got to figure out where I'm supposed to squeeze in exercise, right? And so I know that can be a challenge, but making sure that is something we prioritize and it can adapt permission completely to adapt it to the season of life you're in, in both everything from the time commitment to your training routine, to your training strategy. That's what I help you do as a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. So if you do my postpartum program, it's going to just give you a plan where you can really optimize the time that you have with little time in that season of life, meet your body where it's at and give you the most effective way to get to where you want to be and getting back to the fitness test and all those demands. But exercise is one of those things. It has to be a non-negotiable because if we're not taking care of our body, it's not only going to affect our body and our strength and our functionality in daily life and our ability to do our job and to hang with our kids, to have the energy for everything that they demand of us, but it's also going to impact our mental health. And I know for me, when I'm taking care of myself in those ways and just even a basic 20 minutes of exercise in a day, sometimes that's all I've got. And it doesn't have to be every single day either. I want to encourage you. It can be even four or five days a week is a really great thing to shoot for. If you're right now not exercising consistently at all, aim for something smaller, like three days a week to start, right? Two or three days a week. So start with where you are and build from there. And that's going to be a theme throughout this as well. That's got to be something that we focus on. The next one that I think is a fundamental need for so many of us is quality time with both our children and our husband. So as a family, and so these, I want you to think about as times where you feel like you can be fully present. So you're intentionally present where you are distraction free, you're phone free, you know, you're not focusing on your to do list, you know, you're not focusing on work, you know, you're not focusing on, you know, getting all those things done around the house, but you're like able to sit there and read some books, to your kids, you're able to pour into them and talk about your faith, you're able to just be with them and to experience the joy of being present in those moments, because they're so fleeting, we know that. But I think something that I've learned is that in order to be present, I have to make the decision to be present. And I have to create those boundaries where I'm setting aside my phone. I'm saying, this is my time to be where my feet are with my kids. And then I will have time later on that's dedicated to, you know, doing whatever home tasks. I have focused work time. I have the podcast time. I've got those times. So I'm not trying to squeeze in work while multitasking with my kids. You know what I mean? It's that just doesn't allow me to be present. And not only does that lead to guilt, obviously, but it, it's not healthy for them and it's not healthy for our relationship and just so many things there. So just that is one thing we've got to build in time for is that quality time. And it's not about quantity of time. I think so many of us get bogged down in, oh, I wish I could spend more time with my kids. And I think all of us want that. We want more time for our families. But 
what is the measure of that when we really think about what's going to help us feel fulfilled in that area of our life? It's actually the quality. It's not just the quantity. We could spend all day long or all weekend long with our kids and still feel like we're not able to be the mom that we want to be, right? And so it's how are we intentionally showing up in those moments when we want to invest in that time with them? And same thing with our husband. I think it's it's obviously really hard to build in that time for connection when we've got these little kids, when we're, you know, navigating pregnancy and postpartum and we've got little ones that we're managing and their needs are so dang urgent. Oftentimes, you know, our husbands end up getting the leftovers of us. That tends to be the season that we're in, right? But how can we just be intentional of about those times when we can be present? And maybe it's those simple moments of reconnection at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day. Or maybe it's, you know, if you're if you're both working, carving out time, you know, once or twice a week to have lunch together. And then if we can, building in those date nights on a, or date days. I think sometimes nights are nights are harder with kids, right? So let's aim for what is feasible for us in this season and doing that on a whatever is realistic for you. Maybe it's starting with once a month. Maybe it's every other week, but building that in where we know that that priority is actually being honored. We have to learn to protect our priorities. And so that's what this is all about. And then the next non-negotiable that I think all of us should have is some form of planning time frame where we can sit down, we can look at our week ahead and we can just set ourselves up for success where we have the the space to build in. When am I going to actually create space for my priorities? You know, so it's not our schedule is not dictating, you know, what we are having time for, but we're actually scheduling in our priorities. I try to do that on Sundays. I think most of us probably maybe a little bit slower of a day on Sundays or we hope so. Um, I'm really trying to grow in making that a hard boundary where I don't do any form of work on Sundays for my business ministry, this ministry, but I, I'm able to pour into my home. I'm able to pour into my family through my home. I'm able to just really be present in that. And then I'm able to have that time with the Lord to go to mass with my family, to like have quality time where we go, you know, we go to the park or we do something that really fills all of our cups together. And then I also have that time where, where I'm able to kind of sit and, and reflect on, okay, what's coming up in this week? what's actually on my plate, what's on my schedule, what do I need to prepare for maybe, and then how can I therefore set myself up for success by building in where am I going to meet these fundamental needs. And looking at that schedule also allows me to see, okay, well, where might I need to have certain things tailored towards my meal planning? Maybe one day in this week, I will need to eat out or I will need to grab food to go on the way home from work. And that's something I can actually intentionally plan instead of just being like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to make for dinner. Oh, I have no time to make dinner. And then it's like you're resorting to that as a, okay, I just I just give up in that moment, you know, versus just intentionally planning that. And then it's like, okay, well, great. I can just integrate this into my life and routine in this week. The other one that I think is important is what is our home upkeep look like? What is our both cleaning and, and household management look like? And so if we're building that into our rhythm of the day, if we have a daily, a weekly, and a monthly even kind of rhythm of what's happening when, it can actually help eliminate all that mental clutter of like feeling like, okay, I just can't keep up with the home. Like I'm drowning in laundry. I'm drowning in dishes. There's all of this deep cleaning that I wish I could get to that I never have time for. And I'm like, just always stressed about it. It doesn't have to be that way. We can systematize this and it's so much easier because then we, our brain can just rest easy knowing there's a time and place for this and I don't have to worry about it. Right? So that's really, really helpful. It's been helpful for me. And a big part of that actually has been decluttering. So if you haven't quite started that journey of decluttering, I recommend thinking about it and 
and starting small, starting, starting really small, because that has just freed up so much of everything for me, my time, my ability to be present when I'm in the home with my kids, my energy levels, my stress is so much easier to manage when I'm not looking around me in my environment, being so stressed out about all the clutter that's surrounding me. Oh my gosh. So that is a huge one. So these are some fundamental need examples. And then for me, I also have focused work blocks for this ministry, this small business. Other thing that's kind of small is like, if you want to build in time for kind of admin to do's like sorting through your mail, paying any bills that are, you know, maybe it's like a bill that's not an automatic payment, like a toll or something random. You know, those random to-do list things that you just got to like find a way to fit somewhere. If you have one work block that is scheduled each week where you can knock all those tasks out at once, they don't have to be bogging you down mentally. It's so much easier. And then another one maybe for like budgeting or finances or just checking in on that with your spouse or whatever. So those are fundamental needs. So if you kind of think about it, it goes from the spiritual, mental, emotional dimension to physical, and then it gets into like relationships, your environment, then your work, your calling, your service, and then other more admin to do tasks. So that is my first tip for you is think about those things and write them out for yourself. Decide what are your fundamental needs in this season and know that those are essential to prioritize. They're non-negotiables in your life. You've got to see them as that. Then the key linchpin, which many of us fall into this trap, is we might identify those needs. We might know them intuitively, right? We all know these things are good for us. It's important to take care of ourselves in these ways. But why do we neglect them? Why do we feel like all of our priorities are falling to the wayside and falling to the back burner when all the urgent is overtaking what's most important? It's because we don't give them a place in our schedule. We let everything else like be demanded of us first. And then we're like trying to squeeze these priorities in. We can't be squeezing in our priorities. There are priorities for a reason. We decided they're important. So we have to give them that place of importance. And that's where we need to build them into our schedule as one of the first things. So when you're sitting down having that planning session on Sundays, or whatever, and this can take like 10 to 15 minutes, like does not have to be even less if you, once you get efficient at it, you know, you look and you see what are my non-negotiables on my calendar? Do I have meetings? Do I have doctor's appointments for me and my kids? You know, where do we have to be when, where we're committed to somebody, right? That's what you kind of start with. And then it's like, okay, now where can I put in my fundamental needs? And then those become similar to like an appointment that you can't miss that you got to show up for. Now you are committing to showing up in a time and place for those fundamental needs. They have a place in your life, in your schedule in your calendar you are dedicating the time for those and even just a mindset shift of like you get to make time for what's most important to you you can do that that is what god calls you to do and so give yourself permission to do that by actually putting them in a place in your schedule and then everything else flows from there you look and you're like okay what do i actually have to accomplish what do i want to be productive in what tasks do i have to complete then you can start allocating the time for that we don't oftentimes give them that place in our schedule though, or we don't set boundaries around them, or we don't feel like we have permission to actually do them because we let everything else overtake it. So that is what I encourage you to do. At the end of the day, again, we cannot give what we don't have. So we have to let our service to everyone around us, to our families, to our work, to everything. We cannot be giving from an empty cup. We have to let that service be an overflow of also being filled and what's going to fill us is turning to God first, letting him fill us and also being filled in these very, very foundational ways, right? Like these are non-negotiables. We will have much less to give and we won't be able to give sustainably if we don't do this. And if we don't allow ourselves to grow in this, 
we will just have all the energy, the life drained from us. We will have less patience with our kids. We will be more spiritually vulnerable. We will have less patience with our spouse, right? When we're physically exhausted, when we're not taking care of ourselves in nutrition and exercise, we're going to fall into much more temptations in other areas of our life. We're going to be less focused. We're not going to have as sound decision-making. We're not going to be able to remember things. We're not going to be as productive or focused in our work. It's just going to have this bleed over effect that we all don't, none of us want. Positive ripple effect occurs when we start to prioritize the things that matter most to us and these fundamental needs. We're also going to have on the other end of the spectrum, that negative bleed over effect. And maybe that's where you are and no shame in that. That's where I've been so many times. And I've learned this the hard way. This is where we start. We have to start there. We always have to start there. And in every single season of life, when we've got new demands piled on our plates, when, you know, maybe we're stationed apart from our spouse or we're solo parenting for this period of time, you know, I'm, I'm kind of on the last like month of solo parenting and I'm just ah, so, so ready to be done with this. But here we are. It's tough. And this has been our life for over half of our marriage, you know, in all of my motherhood. It's been really hard and many of you are in that same boat, you know, and maybe it's a big military move. Maybe it's job transitions. I mean, we, we transition jobs every year to year and a half in the army. That's a big thing, right? Or in the military, that's a pretty big life change. And so, and then looking at obviously pregnancy, postpartum, huge life changes, right? So, so many things are constantly demanded of us and, and part of rising to the challenges that come in that and, and the invitation to grow through it is also the invitation to kind of take that step back and reevaluate how do I need to shift what I'm doing and how I'm also taking care of myself so that I have the capacity to handle everything that's being thrown at me. And that's what's going to help us to feel more resilient and to feel more grounded through all of these challenges and struggles. Okay, we're going to pause the conversation here and meet me back in the next episode where I'm going to give you the rest of these five tips to move from that place of burnout into greater balance. So let's keep moving you forward, my friend. You don't have to stay stuck and let's keep giving you practical tips and ways to implement this into your daily life right now, right away. So you can start feeling better. So you can start feeling more like yourself. So you can start feeling like you actually have the energy and the time and the presence to give everything that you want to give to the people who matter most, to the things that matter most to you. I look forward to seeing you over there.